Well, okay, I'm very happy to hear about, about yesterday with the boys. They took charge on that. Very smart. But Hashem should be, 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 be a big Yeshua, big salvation, but Hashem for Israel. And now, with Hashem in Israel, right now, it's Rosh Chodesh already. As you know, this, this time it's two days of Rosh Chodesh, it's Thursday night, which means Friday, and Shabbat. Two nice big days coming up. And the first day is part of the Chodesh Nisan, the last month, which is Lamed Nisan, the 30th day of Nisan. And on Shabbat is Aleph Iyar, the first day of Chodesh Iyar. But they're both considered Rosh Chodesh, both considered the beginning. That's how it is, even though it's the 30th day of last month, it's considered the beginning of the next month, also it's connected. Uh, which, which calls for a lot of talk, <coughs> but we'll try to be short. Rosh Chodesh is a very special time. We've mentioned this in the Yeshiva many times. I can live. It's really important to know what Rosh Chodesh is all about. It's a special time. Rosh Chodesh, the Pasuk says, tomorrow with Hashem, the Quran, those who have, those who you know, hear Sefer Torah, since you don't have a Sefer Torah in the house, maybe just read, read yourself the Pasukim of the reading of the Rosh Chodesh. It's, uh, it's, it says that there's sacrifices brought in the, the Beta Magadash, in the temple. It was a whole day of sacrifices. Very special day in the Beta Magadash Rosh Chodesh. As a matter of fact, the day of Rosh Chodesh, even in, even in the Shamayim, there's a special ch- change over there. We know the Gemara, there's a story they brought down. An interesting story. On the Fedalit, Gemara has a story. Yeah, the time of the time of Rabbi Judah the Prince, the one who authored the Mishnayot, means he put together the Mishnayot. Rabbi Judah Nasi from the, from the later Tanaim, the later Mishnah rabbis, from the, last, the later ones. It was, was the Rabbi of Rav and Shmuel, all these big giants. So Rabbi Judah Nasi, Eliyahu Nabi used to come to his yeshiva. Turn out with them from Shemayim. You come down from Shemayim, run down, run out with them. Well, Rosh Chodesh, he came late. He came late. <laughs> so when he came, Rabbi Yudah Nasi, Rabbi Judah the Prince, he asked him, so why are you late? So he said, because I had to go to Hebron, where the forefathers are buried, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I have to take Abraham, I wash his hands. He wakes him up, he washes his hands, and he lets him pray. And then he puts him back in his place, and then he gets his hawk, he washes his hands. And he pushes him back in his place. And then Yaakov Avinu, he takes him and he washes his hand and he, and he lets him pray to Hashem and he puts him back in his place. All deep items here. That's what I said. This is what I said. And then, so, so I, I guess I, I was late today because it was a whole dish. So they, they took time, you know, it takes time in the Tfilot and they want to pray and all thing. Which right away we see from this, says them, says, Rabbi Yitzhak Abu Haf, he writes, we see that even in the forefathers, in the different worlds, there's changes on Rosh Chodesh. That the forefathers took extra time. So, <coughs> so what happened was, Rabbi Yannasi asked Eliyahu Navi, why can't you just take all, uh, take all three of the tzaddikim, wash them together, and let them pray at the same time together, and be much shorter time. You'll accomplish the same thing in, this, in third of the time. Eliyahu Nabi says to Rabbi Yonasi, I can't do that. Because if I'm going to do that, it's going to be 
the three forefathers together, they're going to pray at the same time, they're going to bring such mercy to the world that Hashem is going to have to bring the Mashiach right away. And right now he doesn't want to be the Mashiach. We're talking about 1500 years ago. He don't want to be the Mashiach at the time. So for certain reasons. So I have to do each one by himself that it shouldn't be an overpowering uh, tefillah to force the Mashiach's coming. So on, when while on the subject, Rabbi Danati Esteliyahu said, is there anybody today in our generation that can bring the Mashiach? So Eliyahu told him a secret. He says, yes, there's your student, Rabbi Hayya, and his two sons, Hezekiah and Yehuda. These three can bring the Mashiach together. So Rabbi Danati heard that secret. Immediately he decreed upon the congregation, upon the whole Kehillah, a fast. And he told Rabbi Hayya, his student, I want you to be the Hazan, you and your two, two kids. Go on the Teva and be the Hazan. So Rabbi Hayya and his two sons, they went to the Teva and they were praying and they said, Mashi Baruach. The wind should, uh, makes the wind blow and the wind started howling and blowing in the entire world. Crazy, crazy winds. And they said, the Morida Geshem, and it started to pour everywhere. And they were about to say the words, Mehayyamitim, that Hashem resurrects the dead, he brings back the dead from to life. And at that moment, before they said those two words, there was a tremendous uproar in the entire universe, a giant sound in Shambayim. Who revealed the secret to mankind about the Bihayyah's power? So they said that was Eliyahu Navi. So they brought him up in the Shamaim and they gave him, they whipped him 60 times with a whip of fire. And then they told him that he has to go and stop the prayer. So he came down to the shul in the form, form of a bear out of fire. And they came into the shul like that, and the entire congregation fled to their lives. They all ran away from the shul. And that was at that time they stopped it. Because Hashem did not want Mashiach to come at that time. That's the story brought down in Masechet Baba Masi'ah. I think it was in 84B, I think. But you see from that story, a few things. One of the things you see is that, as Rabbi says, Rabbi Buhav says, that Rosh Chodesh is a very special time. Very special time. Even in the Shamaim. There's another story in Baba Batra. There's a Gemara Baba Batra. A very interesting Gemara. There's a couple of pages there that talks about very interesting, very, very, very interesting, unusual sites that one uh, Arab, it's called him an Arab, but really it was Eliyahu He showed one of the Talmudic sages, Amoraim, Rabba Barbar Hana. He showed him a bunch of very interesting things. He says, well, see this, come see this, come see this, come see that. Some wild things. Very deep Gemara. A lot of it is mystic, a lot of it is Kabbalah. It's like story form, but very hidden in that Gemara. Those three, four pages is very deep concepts. So one of the stories is, is that he says, come, I'll show you something. And he comes to the desert, the Sinai Desert, must have been somewhere with the Jews who traveled in the 40, 40 years in the desert, 
and he sees a place there's smoke coming out of, 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 of some hole and he puts this spear right, with some some like a flax on it or wool or something like that wool maybe. and of wool of flax and it kind of gets burned he sees it's all singed so he, he said and, 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 and this this merchant looks like a merchant but he tells Rabbah Barbar Hana says put your ear close listen and he hears someone screaming out they're screaming out Moshe Torah to emet Moshe Torah emet and we're the liars we're the, we're the liars and they keep saying it again and again who, who are these people that's that's the people of Korah in the desert you recall the story when they Korah brought 250 men with him to fight against Moshe Rabbeinu they said what is this you, you make yourself the king your brother the, the chief the high priest going at all yeah you made up, you made up yourself and they argued Moshe Rabbeinu they went against Hashem. And they, was, and they got swallowed up in the ground. Now, a, a famous story in Ramadbar. And they got swallowed in that place. And they're screaming, now Moshe, he's the right one, he's the true one. They're screaming those magical words as Ramil, Ramil says because they know that their only salvation, their only hope is those words. It's just that it was too late because when someone doesn't scream those words when he's still alive, so then it's too late already. But they know that these are the words they're going to say when they save them. As our rabbis tell us, when Mashiach comes, Korah is going to come out from the Gena. But he's still there. So, this merchant, this Eliyahu tells this the rabbi, he says, uh, every 30 days, the Gena brings them back to the place where they were swallowed up in the desert and they scream these words. And Rashbam, Rashi, is, there's no Rashi on the Gemara, it, it, it's his grandson, Rashbam. He says, every Rosh Hodesh, every Rosh Hodesh, they scream out from that place where they were swallowed up, that Moshe is true. Now, the, Rabbi Nachman from Breslov has a question, the Maharani has a question on that. He says, how does Rashbam know that it's, only Rosh Chodesh. The Gemara says every 30 days. That could be in the middle of a month. Why should it be Rosh Chodesh for? What's the reason behind that? He explains that Ashbam's words are very, very special. He says, he says everything in the world has a Shodesh, has a root. Everything has a root. What's the root of repentance of Teshubah? You would think it's Yom Kippur. It's not Yom Kippur, no. Yom Kippur is a special day that Hashem added on and gave as a gift to Israel. But what's the shortage? What's the root of Teshuvah? That's Rosh Chodesh. The day of Rosh Chodesh. The day of the beginning of the month. Why is that? So if you recall, there's a famous story in the Midrash you all know about the beginning of, the, of creation. Hashem created two luminaries, two great lights, two suns, as you went. And the moon, which means one of the lights, was when he said, he said, Hashem, it's not really, uh, it's not really honoring you to have two same great luminaries. Should be one bigger, one smaller, it's better. So Hashem says, very good, excellent. You said something right? So you become the first one to make yourself small. You make yourself small. 
So the moon became the school. So the moon said, Tashim, is it right that I said something that for you out of your honor, I should take the rap for it? I should become small? So Hashem says, you know what? You're right. I'll give you the stars now. I'll give you stars, millions of stars at night that's going to make you bright in the nighttime. And the moon was not happy. Was not, did not make her feel good. Hashem says, you know what? We're going to count the calendar. The Jewish holidays were going to go with the lunar year of the calendar. He wasn't happy. Finally, Hashem says, you know what? Every Rosh Hodesh, Bring for me a a korban sacrifice for forgiveness for what I did to you. Every Rosh Hodesh, they're going to bring this special sacrifice. As we read tomorrow in the, in the morning, Rosh Hodesh, it says, A one goat offering for Hashem. It doesn't say that in any holidays. And for Hashem Pinahas, it talks about all the goat offerings, of the sin offerings for the holidays. It doesn't say the word Hashem only by Rosh Hodesh. Then Rosh Hodesh, Hashem says, bring for me a kapara that I made the moon small. So then the moon felt better. Rabbi Desto explains that, of course, Hashem doesn't make a sin. But Hashem is teaching us that if someone got offended, even though you did the right thing, you got to make up. You got to appease that person. Hashem is teaching us a very important lesson. You got to appease the person. Make him feel good. Because after all, he felt bad. So, Hashem, we see, has planted in the day of Rosh Hodesh a korban, as if to say, for kapara, for forgiveness for himself. Which means he has planted the root of teshuba in general on the day of Rosh Hodesh. And that's why even in the Gehinnam, it's such a powerful day, Rosh Hodesh, of wanting to make teshuvah and regret on what was done bad, that even in the Gehinnam, that's that spirit, that want, that desire, gets into Gehinnam, and even Korah and his men that was swallowed up in the ground thousands of years ago, they want to make Teshubah. So the Gehinnam sends them back to the place in the desert where they were swallowed up, and they scream out with all their might. Moshe Torah Toimen, Moshe and the Torah, they're the ones that are right, and we're the wrong ones, we're the fakers. It doesn't help them, as you said, right now, but it's going to help them eventually when Moshe comes. But you see how far that greatness of the desire of the Shubah goes. Which means to us a lot of, a very important thing that Rosh Hodesh is a great time to take an inventory check. To start fresh again. New month. Start fresh on a good foot. Try to do what you can. And then feel again. And learning. Because you're putting a seed now for the entire month. It's a day of Teshuvah, a day of closest to Hashem, a day of Simcha. You're supposed to have a Seudah. No question about it. It says the Halakha that when it comes out on a weekday, so you make an extra dish. And when it comes out on Shabbat, you make an extra dish more than you would normally for Shabbat because you want to show that the Chodesh also is on Shabbat. But for sure, tonight is definitely a time to make a Seudah tonight because. Tomorrow and tomorrow is Friday already, so yeah, you can't eat till Friday afternoon because Saudah because Shabbat's coming up. So tomorrow morning you can have some kind of Saudah, but at least tonight make a nice Saudah. 
Shaudah, if you can. Sit on the table. It should be a chavod. It's brought down in the kafachayim. That a person, again, this is not hayav. You don't have to have bread. But it's brought down that one should have bread, if you can. Not hayav to have bread. But if you can have bread, and the night of Rosh Hodesh in the day, it's, that's, that's a special thing. And Sa'udah, uh, for sure to have a Sa'udah. One is not the Halakhai, one is not the Fast on Rosh Hodesh. Let's say a guy tomorrow gets up late, and he doesn't drink anything, or eat anything till, till midday, he's making a sin because he's fasting on Rosh Hodesh. You're not allowed to fast on Rosh Hodesh. Not allowed. Some say it's a Torah law. Not allowed to fast on Rosh Hodesh. And Ramam holds very hamun. And the person has to be happy on Rosh Hodesh, and he should have a nice Saudah, and of course all the food is paid for for the house, like Shabbat, same thing as Shabbat. It's called a holiday. It's called a holiday. It is a holiday. And even though the Gemara in Masechet Be'asad does not mention that it's not paid, that it's all paid for, only Shabbat and holidays, whatever. But says in Masechet the tour brings down and Tafiyot Pet that it's the Psika says it's included. It's also it's on Tov also, Haromorayd also is also paid for. Shabbat, Rav Marcus paid for, Yom Tov is paid for holidays, Rosh Hodesh, Haromorayd, all paid for, on the account, from Hashem, on the house. And a person is supposed to be happy on Rosh Hodesh, is supposed to make, he says, you set the table, light some candles, again, this is not Hayav, it's not like Shabbat, we have Hayav, we also have candles, there's extras, but it's brought down to Kafayim, set a table, like a nice Shabbat, light some candles, sit down and sing some songs, it's a very important time, Rosh Hodesh. There's even a special prayer from the Benish High to say, uh, blessing the new month. But the actual thing of Rosh Hodesh is, number one, is to be to be close to Hashem, to understand it's a day of closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's no Gehenam, they're close shop, the same as Shabbat, there's no Gehenam on Rosh Hodesh. They're closer, closer shop. Closer, closer, no, no, that's it, there's no... No fire, no, that's, that's it, out. Same as Shabbat. It's a day off. According to all of the rabbis, Rosh Hodesh and Shabbat have no Gainam. Yom Tov is a Mahalukit. According to the Zohar, there's no Gainam. According to the Psyche, there is. But Rosh Hodesh, a very holy day. And the prayers are very important prayers. It is the Samoa, the Shaharit and Musaf. Ya'alev, Ya'abon, all the Tefilot. However, if you forget Ya'alev Ya'abon Arabit, you don't go back to Arabit again. But Shaharit and Minha, if you forget Ya'alev Ya'abon, you have to go back to Arabidah. So make sure you're in this new Siddur and say Ya'alev Ya'abon inside the Siddur. There's Halel tomorrow, half Halel. No Belachah, it's half Halel. Alan Shabbat also, there's half Halel, also the Halel. There's Musaf, very important. Capitalize on the day of Rosh Hodesh. As we said, Yesterday we mentioned it, that the Sigula of Alain al forwards and backwards, is brought down in the Kafah Haim, on Harachot Rashodesh, is brought down. He quotes it in Simantaz Kafeh, Sarif Khaftet, from the Periyat Haim, the Arizal, that says, this Sigula, in a time of a plague, and the prayers of Rashodesh, Alain al try to say it forwards and backwards, as we said yesterday, at least do it once, if you can. Rosh Hodesh this way, it's a special time to, to take away an epidemic. That's in the tefillah. But in, in, in general, Rosh Hodesh, that's why this answers a big question, why sometimes people on Rosh Hodesh, they don't know why, they get this feeling 
of wanting to do something special. Wanting to, so they get on the phone, so I talk to, talk to somebody for a while. Or they, but they don't realize that the key is because you're getting an awakening. Hashem is giving you awakening on a Shodesh, a gift that you should want to become a better person on a Shodesh. It's built into the creation. Hashem put it into the day. And therefore, a person feels something special on a Shodesh. He wants to do better things, so capitalize on that feeling. Harp on it. Make it make it become a, a real reality and become a better person in, in any way. Even the smallest of ways. Make something that you can become better in a Shodesh. And plant the seeds for a better month and a happy month and be happy. Sure be happy all 48 hours. Try to be happy if you can. What if you can? You have a Shodesh till Saturday night. So we'll say Shabbat from Thursday night till Saturday night. Try to be happy. You want to start a new week, Shabbat, a new month. Chodesh Iyad is a very special month coming up. Iyad is a time, the Gemara Shabbat, it's a time of Rifuah, time of getting healed. The Gemara mentioned Sigulot, certain Sigulot to do, certain types of uh, remedies to do, to get better. And it says that they all work from Pesach time to Shavuot, is the best time. Chodesh Iyad, it says, Alef Yod Yod Resh, Ani Hashem Rofeicha, I am Hashem, your healer. So it's a very special, special month coming up with Hashem. Beautiful month with Hashem. It's going to be with Hashem. And you're going to make it even more beautiful by starting off Rosh Hodesh well. By learning, it says it's a big sigula Rosh Hodesh learn Torah. That starts the month off in a holy time. And you'll make a si'udah tonight with Hashem, hopefully. Tomorrow, try to eat something. On Shabbat, go all out. Make an extra dish. Try to help out your mother. To cook. She can't work on her. I said, oh, my, you know, there's a Messiah Rosh Hodesh making more food. <laughs> So help out, get involved, help out, what's wrong? Make a mitzvah. Shabbat Kodesh, Rosh Hodesh. If she wants you only, if she doesn't want you in the kitchen, then get out, of course. <laughs> Just taste the food if she wants you to taste it, okay. But the idea is, is that it should be a happy time, it should be a happy day, open the sarim, make a nice tefillot, make a nice prayer. And the parashiyot, a very important parashiyot, we're reading two major parashiyot this week. Tazriya and Mithra'ah, we don't call the word Mithra'ah, leprosy. we call it Taharot, purity. But Tazriya and talks about leprosy, talks about the guy who spoke Hashan so he has to go to quarantine. But that Yashiv, that's the Mamash Parashah of the week. But the guy spoke bad, he has to go by, send him outside. A, a, a lot to speak, a lot, a lot to talk about, a lot of halakhot over there. But the main thing is, that Parashah ends and says, that Hashem says, warn on Israel that they should not be knocked out in their Tum'ah. Which means Hashem is telling us to keep away from Tum'ah, keep away from impurities, keep away from unkosher things like Leslie's Parashah was. Try to keep above a person who can build himself up and make himself a better person. And at no better time than Rosh Hodesh and Shabbat to become something better to climb. As I said, even the smallest ways, better be a little more kavanah, use the sidur, no, a little more tefillah, better, more kavanah, some learning, some being nice to people, loving the Jewish people in your heart, praying for Am Yisrael, that we should become, Am Yisrael all get better, be safe from, from danger. So many things a person can do, and that it's important to start off the month on the right foot. It's really, really going to help you out. It helps all of us out for the whole month. So, Hashem, we'll leave it there for that, that message, Hashem. 
הריסון, הגמרות, there's big specialties on Rosh Hodesh, there's big changes in Shamaim, there's big koach that Hashem planted in the day, and Yehidat Zom, we should all be able to capitalize these 48 hours coming up, special time, we should enjoy these 48 hours, make it really nice, make it happen nice, and that should be simantot for us, a good sign, that the future month coming up, Hashem, we should have the Sarat of all, all good news, and we should hear good things, and Hashem should take away the dangers from Israel. We should see my Shia, Hashem, Yakarov, Amen.